What's that sound? I wonder as I stand at the front of my college lecture hall and my students stare back at me. Is it the clock ticking away? Are the students hoping it will move a little faster? Nah, not in my class. Well, okay, maybe. But seriously, college is such a complex time, and these students have so much going on, both inside and outside the classroom. Am I teaching them how to think? I ask myself. Am I preparing them for their careers? Is the college experience getting them ready for that next step in their lives? Why am I asking myself so many questions? Should I be teaching right now? As I continue to talk and point at my presentation, I can't help but wonder as I look back out at my students, what is going through their minds? I only wish I knew. Well, I guess I could ask them that question. Maybe I could even listen to their answer. I am Dr. Brown. I am a university professor, and this is my Declassified College Survival Podcast. It's a place where the professor is quiet, mostly, and the students' voices are heard, really. Please join me every other week as I sit down with my students, and they can tell us directly how college is and is not impacting their lives. How do you navigate college? How does college help you navigate life? They will pick the topics. I will turn on the mic and we can all listen to what they have to say. Good morning, my name is Eduardo. I am a 22-year-old biology student, and I am a senior. I am graduating this um, this May, and I am speaking to you today about the COVID-19 pandemic as it pertains to current social distancing measures that almost all U.S. citizens have been currently asked to follow per the CDC. The null hypothesis of this situation of social distancing is that if we do social distance, that we will not slow down the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic. The alternate hypothesis is that if we do adhere to these social distancing guidelines given by the CDC, that we will drastically slow down the spread of the novel coronavirus. The independent variable in this situation is, of course, the social distancing, that if we social distance ourselves, if we remain in our homes, and if we do go out, that we, at a minimum, have six feet of distance between each other, that that will inevitably reduce the spread of the coronavirus. 
um, some of the dependent factors are the growth factor of um, spread of the COVID-19 um, disease in the United States. Um, more are the number of infected daily and uh, weekly, monthly. Uh, the number of deceased, again, um, at various time spans. Uh, some of the standardized variables that are being taken into account are specific population size within the United States. Um, of course, we're assuming that the population begins without any cases of the novel coronavirus. Uh, we cease work with both business and school, except for essential businesses. In addition, uh, we will be IDing and isolating to the best of our ability those who exhibit symptoms. Hospitals will be conducting tests for those who exhibit symptoms to confirm or deny whether they are actually carriers of the COVID-19 uh, novel coronavirus strain. Um, for predictions ahead, what would the data have to look like for us to reject the null hypothesis and accept the alternate hypothesis? Well, it's, it's pretty clear that what we'll have to see is that the data will have to show that the number of cases, the number of deceased, the, the growth factor reduces as a result of isolation, as a result of social distancing. Um, and predicting ahead, again, what would the data have to look like for us to fail to reject the null hypothesis? Well, again, it'll be the opposite. So the number of cases will have to mirror or be exactly as the mathematical epidemiological simulations have shown that <clears throat> everything will stay the same. And just to clarify, these models are using an SIR system of you know, susceptible, infected, and, and recovered cases. And using, you know, things like physical pro proximity and certain time span to judge if one will contract the disease. And using these simulations, we could get some pretty accurate numbers on how many cases would happen if we do not do any social distancing, since in these simulations we can control the parameters. Um, why is having a basic understanding of hypothesis tests and the scientific method important for me um, during this time of this COVID-19 pandemic? Well, it's important because it establishes a foundation and a, ra a rationalization as to why I do what I do in terms of social distancing and social isolation. I think the phrase keeping our distance determines our existence is true based on the results that we're seeing in other countries, mainly countries like Taiwan and South Korea have done exceptionally well. Because, well, not only have they, again, social distance, but they've also picked out from the bottom 
using testing and uh, proactive judgment to, again, isolate and test whoever has been either exhibiting symptoms and those who have been in contact with those who have exhibited symptoms. Um, it's also important because it can help me distinguish between the charlatans and those who are truth seekers or scientists, the liars and the, those who are mistaken from those who are using proper science. Um, I do believe it's my duty. I think that if more people had taken it upon themselves to learn more about the scientific method and about hypothesis testing and about epidemiology or, or infectious diseases and how they spread, uh, if, if more people have have had learned about proper science or have have studied even even a small amount of of the scientific method um i believe we wouldn't be in the situation we find ourselves today i do believe uh that we could have done better I believe that from uh, as high as the federal government level all the way down to uh, the, 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 the everyday citizen that we have in large part failed um, our fellow American citizens. We have unfortunately um, been the cause of a tremendous loss of life that was completely unnecessary, uh, largely because of misinformation and a lack of education in the scientific field of biology, microbiology, and epidemiology. Um, it is very unfortunate to see what has transpired from the hospitals being overwhelmed to the uh, ice rinks in Spain being used as morgues. It's heartbreaking, and I hope that one day we can, that one day someone may listen to this and wonder what the hell I'm talking about. Um... I suppose that's all I have right now. I hope you all have a very good day, whoever is listening to this. I wish you all the best to stay healthy, take care of yourself, eat healthy, do good things, and be good. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for today's episode of Dr. Brown's Declassified College Survival Podcast. My students and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you are a college student or know of a college student who would like to be interviewed on this podcast, please contact me at brownsciencegroup at gmail.com and we will set up a time for an engaging discussion. 
please remember to subscribe, like, rate, and share this podcast so others may benefit from hearing the voices, views, and insights of these college students. Please join me again next time when I will sit down with a new group of college students. They will pick the topic. I will turn on the mic. We can all listen and reflect on what they have to say.